culture work fatigue diversity fatigue it's real welcome to culture coach a podcast with me nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from thanks for joining me today you ready to go let's get started Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and comforts in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. delighted to be with you today. I missed you last week. <laughs> uh, I missed you last week um, because uh, I was dealing with a really weird uh, head cold. And um, last week, uh, you certainly wouldn't want to wanted to hear my man voice. Uh, <laughs> and I figured it would be okay and be better by this week, but it's still kind of mannish. I'm going to be honest, still kind of mannish. But I found it interesting that the topic that I wanted to talk to you about today, um, that it went right along with this man voice that I have today because of my cold. And that is, I want to talk to you about fatigue. I was having uh, an interesting conversation with a client of mine recently. And one of the things that I asked them was, um, what is uh, one thing or what are two things uh, as we've been working together that uh, have arisen as potential barriers to getting good culture work done in the organization, as opposed to when we began the work? This is a client of mine that I've been working with for over a year. And we've been doing some really great work together. And uh, I get to work with um, uh, the senior leaders of this organization, um, teams. And so when I asked my client this, you know, what what is a, a barrier that exists now that didn't exist then? Uh, they paused for a moment and they said fatigue. And um, I thought that this would be a really good thing just to address uh, a little bit today, particularly because of where I see the trend happening um, with people that I interact with every day, uh, as well as what I see and observe from uh other leaders and organizations that are working in varying industries that have started some of their um, multicultural work and multicultural leadership over these last um, several years. Uh, Fatigue is a very real thing. And um, I think probably for those of us who, you know, are really enjoying the culture work that we're doing, you know, really, really enjoying uh, working towards more equitable spaces, more um, companies that feel 
uh, a sense of belonging, all of those uh, beautiful goals, uh, that fatigue does set in. <clears throat> and I want to be able to um, just pull this apart for you a little bit. I want to start this way. <laughs> uh, because again, I think it's uh, hilarious uh, that I happen to feel a bit fatigued today uh, as I am recording this podcast. Um, so as I said, um, I've been working through uh, a bit of a head cold uh, the last week or so, last week and a half or so. And one of the things uh, that's been challenging uh, is to find energy, right? And you know how it is when you're not feeling your best, to find energy, energy to keep going and keep going at the same rate that you've always been going. And one of the things that um, I'm terrible at, uh, and probably uh, rightly so, <laughs> when I'm feeling fatigued or when I'm not feeling 100% is continuing my physical workouts. And I was thinking about this when I was dealing with my own fatigue and I sent a text to um, my trainer uh, and I asked him, I said, I basically said, hey, um, I'm wondering if you can give me some insight around fatigue. Uh, what do you do with your clients when they are experiencing fatigue? Because, you know, if you have started a workout program or have worked out um, most of your life at all, you know that there is a point where you do feel uh, fatigued when you are working out. So I asked my trainer, what do you do or what do you say to your clients when they are feeling muscle fatigue or workout fatigue when they're working with you. And I want to share with you some of the things that he said. Here's what he says. He says, I use a couple of different angles depending on the situation. If a client is 15 seconds away from the end, I encourage them by putting the time into perspective. Can't stop now. You can do anything for 15 seconds. <laughs> he has actually used that on me before. <laughs> or he says, Sometimes it's letting them know you've done all this work. You have to finish strong. He says, for me, the bottom line is I know they have the physical strength, but the mind is holding back. Of course, this varies with different clients. He says, some of my performance clients can finish with little encouragement. And then he says, what I'm saying is, is that there's no cookie cutter antidote. You got to know who you're working with and what they can stand. And I thought that was really good uh, insight from his industry, the fitness industry, about how he helps people um, uh, work through fatigue. And I want to make sure I say that right, work through. Because sometimes uh, I actually almost said push through fatigue. And I love the idea of working through fatigue more than pushing through. Because if you work through fatigue, that means I think that you and I are thinking a bit more strategically about how to just keep moving when we feel tired. And I think that we are at this place for many organizations when it comes to cultural diversity work in the company uh, or in the organization or even in the faith community. Um, you know, we certainly had in the country a catalytic moment when uh, George Floyd was murdered in our country. And that was a catalytic moment. And it's okay that it's a catalytic moment 
um, I mean, the event wasn't okay, but the fact that that event was a catalyst for so many people to start thinking about diversity in their organization. That's okay. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, a catalytic event is just, it is what it is. However, now after two and a half, almost three years of companies diving uh, very deeply into this, now there comes a time where people are literally starting to feel fatigued about how much they are talking about this, uh, how much work it is, how much added work it is for many people who have started uh, employee resource groups or community groups at work, whatever it is, it's been a push. Uh, it was a push for year one. Uh, I think it was 2020. Uh, the summer of 2020 when everything was kind of hitting the fan here in the country and organizations really started to think about uh, what they were doing around culture work. It was a push. And then I think it was another push for about half of the year after that. And then what happened is it feels like that uh, the conversation then switched from culture as it relates to ethnicity to culture as it relates, relates to sexual orientation. And then there was a push in organizations for that and then there were conversations about that and then there was some strife around that because oftentimes um you know uh people in in organizations that were having conversations about culture as it relates to ethnicity um now we're bringing up that they felt like the conversation had shifted on them to move from ethnicity to sexual orientation and so then leaders had to deal with that it's been a lot um so now we come to this place where fatigue is starting to set in. So there's a couple things about fatigue that I want to talk to you about today. And the thing is, is that fatigue uh, is not always where you may think it is, or it may not always reveal itself um, in the most obvious of places. So I wanna talk about um, several different spaces it's revealing itself. The first place that it is revealing itself is in uh, majority cultures, people who have spent the last two or two and a half years, almost three now, learning and growing and diving into issues of culture work, um, issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And if they were to tell you the truth, it's the first time that they have spent so much time thinking about issues of culture and race and equity. And now they're tired. And, and so again, this is not a judgment. This is just reality. Uh, for anybody who is learning a new skill or diving into a new subject, sometimes your brain is just on overload. And I think for a lot of people that I talk to from the majority culture, their brain is on overload because what happened in the last several years with companies is that all of the diversity work uh, was added to uh, all of the already existing work. So for many of you, even if you're listening now and you, know, you run uh, an employee resource group or uh, some sort of initiative at your company or your organization, you had to do that on top of the work that you were already doing. And so now uh, it is starting, you are starting to feel the fatigue of the additional work. You are also starting to feel the emotional fatigue, things that you have taken on. And in culture work, oftentimes 
Um, you know, different people groups bear different burdens, different kinds of burdens uh, when having conversations about the work. And if you are part of the majority culture uh, in the United States, uh, a lot of the burden that you are taking on is emotional. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, taking on uh, just this idea of where you may have uh, added to or been oblivious to things that are going on right under your nose in your own company or on your own team, whatever it is. And that has been very emotional. So you have been engaged emotionally. You have been engaged in your mind. You've been engaged in your body and extra work and all that. And the fatigue is setting in. The other place the fatigue is setting in, again, is with minority culture Americans. Uh, Black Americans, Korean Americans, uh, Japanese Americans, Indian Americans, Latin Americans, just uh, anybody who is part of the minority culture group, uh, your fatigue is setting in, but in a different way. You, you, you may still feel like you are also um, being fatigued about talking about this all the time, but it's different. It's not fatigue because you have gained new information or new learnings uh, or anything like that, but your fatigue is familiar. Because your fatigue has shown up because you feel like um, you've opened yourself up again uh, to talk about these issues again. And with the hopes that people will listen to you, uh, with the hopes that change will come. And change, while you can still see uh, glimpses of it now in your company or your business, your organization, you can still see glimpses of it. You are starting to again get tired to watch your colleagues get tired knowing that um, for many of your colleagues, they can approach culture work and approach things as like a hobby. Uh, they can approach it as a, you know, a learning initiative. And for you, if you are part of the minority culture, you know that this is something you have to live every day. And you also know that this is something that you talk about every single day. And so for you, your fatigue may be different. Your fatigue may be in uh, just the, the consistency of talking about this. Either way, whether you are part of majority culture or you're part of minority cultures or wherever you find yourself on the cultural continuum, uh, no matter what, the, um, the answer to your fatigue is the same. And that is, um, you may need to slow down a little but for just a, a short period of time, you may need to walk instead of run. You may need to stop for a minute and stretch in order to keep going, but you have to keep going. Um, you have to keep going. And you have to trust at times that um, hopefully, no matter what people group you're part of or where you fall on the continuum, that the upside is, is that everybody will not be fatigued at the same time, <laughs> right? Like you don't want everybody to be fatigued at the same time. That is guaranteed uh, to stop your work in this area. But what you do want to do is rest when you need to, okay? Rest, don't stop. Keep moving forward. You know, for some of you, you've been doing a lot of work over the last year and you feel like you've just been pressing and pressing and pressing. And maybe for you, um, if you're fatigued, one of the things that you may need to do is just read a book or have coffee with a friend um, or whatever it is 
but continue to move forward. You just may be taking smaller steps for a little bit, maybe for a month um, or a couple of weeks, than maybe the big strides that you were taking before, no matter where you are. So I want to encourage you, if you're part of the culture that is fatigued because this is new for you, and now if you're honest, you're ready to stop talking about it, just keep moving. Just keep moving, even though you are fatigued. If you are part of the population and you maybe you're in a minority culture and you are feeling fatigued that, um, <clears throat> you know, maybe you want to tap out or you're tired of coaching the people around you or you're tired of having to uh, spearhead initiatives at your job or whatever it is, I want to encourage you to not tap out. Do not listen to the narrative that, well, you're just tired and you don't have to help anybody ever. And so you just leave it to somebody else to make change in your company or in your organization or just in our culture in general. I'm telling you today, if you're listening to me uh, as a fellow minority culture person, do not stop. You may need to rest, but I want to encourage you in the line of our ancestors. For all of you, I want to encourage you in the line of all of our ancestors, both black and white, Vietnamese, Filipino, Japanese, Korean, Indian, Native American. I want to appeal to you in light of the work of our ancestors to keep going. I want to appeal to you that when you are fatigued, you may have to take a minute to just rest or uh, change directions a little bit or slow down a little bit, but do not stop. They didn't stop and we will not stop because we get to create the future that we long to see. We get to create the culturally rich future that we long to see. We are responsible for it. It is not our, uh, our calling, if you will, on this earth for those of us who are multicultural leaders and in the majority middle to just flat out stop. Some of the changes we may not see in our lifetime, and I don't like that that's true. But what I do know is that uh, we are carrying on, we are living our ancestors' work, our ancestors' dreams, both white people and black people. Think about all of the abolitionists, the multicultural group of people uh, who saw the work through, who did what they needed to do in order to progress and to advance forward. We are part of that line. You are part of that line. So in the spirit of your ancestors and my ancestors, even when you are fatigued, you may need to slow for a bit, but just keep moving. Fatigue is real, but so is the future that you long to create. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.